Uh, for everyone else, it's not your birthday today. We welcome you anyways. We are glad you're here. Uh, we at First Church want to be about being disciples and making disciples, and I want to let you in on a little secret. We don't have it figured out. We don't know all the answers, but since we're a family, we're learning as we go, and we're glad that you're joining us in that process. Recently, I've been thinking about letters. Letters. Three reasons I've been thinking about letters. Before the holiday season started this last year, I got a modern-day uh, version of a letter. I got the email. You know which one I'm talking about. The email, right? It was the Middle Eastern prince who has a relative in the United States who has this lump sum of money that's just huge, and they need some help investing it. And if I would help them invest it, I'd get a cut of the profits. I got that email. But I, I just broke the last line said I had to keep it quiet, so you can't tell anybody. Modern day version of a letter. I disregarded that just in case you're wondering. Second reason I've been thinking about letters, I knew that today we're going to be resuming our study in the pastoral letters. So we get to once again open up our Bible and see a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to somebody else. I'm excited to do that. Third reason. Over the holidays, I'm guessing you get some of these as well, I read a lot of Christmas letters. These are the wonderful letters that people spend some time reflecting back on the year before. They celebrate the season in writing, and a lot of them look forward to the year in advance. A lot of those have pictures, they tell stories, individual family members, what went on. Those are a lot of fun to read. Now, I've been thinking about letters partially because this morning, much like a Christmas we are going to uh, hear a church-wide or leadership-wide letter. Um, the leadership is going to share this morning, much like a Christmas letter. They're going to look back at the last year, and they're going to look forward at the year in advance. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of hearing the letter that they will write to you today. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, just sit back, uh, relax, be prepared to be encouraged to, uh, to hear what they're thinking that God did and what they're hoping God will do. Um, as our call to worship this morning, we're going to stand. We're going to prepare our hearts just for some time in silence, and then we're going to recite the Apostles' Creed together. So let's go ahead and stand this morning. And in your own hearts, let's ask God to prepare prepare ourselves for worship, and then when the time comes, I will lead us in reading the Apostles' Creed. Catch this. Our combined leadership has 390 years of following Christ. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. So you should listen to them. Yeah. How's that? Uh it's off currently. I'm going to give it to you and turn it back on. Uh, if you don't know, uh, the pastor's cabinet, who is in front of us, are charged with overseeing the spiritual health and well-being of the church. Uh, they keep a pulse on the, they keep a finger on the pulse of where God's spirit is moving, where he's guiding, where he's pruning, what he's doing with us. And uh, they work alongside me in that effort. So this morning I've asked them to come ready to share uh, where they've sensed God moving this last year and where they, what their prayer will be for this next year. Now, I'm just as excited as you are, I can tell, to, uh, to l- listen to them speak, because I have no idea what they're going to share. So I brought my pencil, I brought my piece of paper, I'm going to take some notes, and I'm going to let them talk. So before you talk, just tell us who you are, in case there's anybody here who doesn't know. And uh, 
pass the mic on down when you're done. Okay, I guess I'm going first. Uh, my name is Elena Zemke, um, and I'm sure God was working in a lot of ways that I didn't see this year, um, because that's who he is. But uh, one specific way that I really saw God moving in our congregation in this last year was in the way that, um, you know, we had some people who went through, through some pretty tough times this year. And um, whenever that happens, I see the people in our congregation really rally um, around those people to give support and love um, pretty unconditionally. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I think that it's really um, God moving in the lives of our congregation, making us willing to extend that love and care um, when people really need it. So that's uh, the thing that I saw this year, really, um, specifically. And then uh, in terms of my prayer for the coming year, um, I wanted to, uh, sometimes I feel like, um, and this may be surprising to you, but the Bible can say things better than I can. So um, (laughs) uh, in this case, I'm going to share something from a letter. You'll be happy to know. Yeah, it fits with the theme. Yeah. That's good. Um, This is from... Uh, one of Peter's letters, and uh, this is this really encompasses my prayer for our congregation in the coming year as well. Uh, so he says, uh, "The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love con- covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay." God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And that's really... um, says pretty clearly what I hope for our church, that we would continue to do the, the things um, in love that we have done. And, um, and yeah, I won't say anything else because that said it just how I wanted to. So. That's good. Thanks, Elena. As I've been uh, thinking, especially what uh, Elena had to say, Oh, by the way, I'm Ron Curry, if you don't know me. Can you um, hear Ron, or should we tell him he's got to put the mic closer? Is that better? Okay. Uh, with my devotions this year that I've, I've been reading, um, they all encourage us as a family to read our Bible, uh, have devotions, especially uh, with the Lord singly and also as a husband and wife if, if we're married. And I think that um, the, the top... Uh, one I would encourage is prayer. Uh, to be a, a Christian that can work, and, and let's face it, our, our society isn't getting better. It's getting worse. And we need to have Christians that have got the backbone to stand up and say what is right and what is wrong. And uh, our world just doesn't hear it anymore. And uh, uh we need that through the power of prayer. 
and our church will get pow- more powerful, and we'll become more powerful as as uh, followers of Jesus. So I would just encourage you along that line this year, um, and uh, uh, just uh, grab hold of Jesus and hang on. Thanks, Ron. My name is Tim Scully, and. Um, You've heard it said that uh, the best way to grow yourself is to be stretched. And this past year, I think, was a bit of a stretch. Um, We were able to uh, give James and Abby and their family a sabbatical um, this summer, and uh, their absence was felt, definitely. Um, They were missed. They were, um, yeah, it's... It's always tough when the vision caster of a group of people is absent. But um, despite that, we had people step up and be inspired. We had several ministries um, start. We had Bite to Go start up. We had um, uh, people rally around those who were in need in our community. Um, And uh, it was just inspiring and um, encouraging to see that happen um, and to see God work in, in our family here. And so my prayer for uh, this coming year is to um, see God continue to uh, grow us, to inspire us, and um, to reach the community around this church and in the communities where we live and work and uh, to become um, an even tighter family and to grow that family as well. Thanks, Tim. And I'm Arvo Dean. I think everybody knows me. <laughs> I've been around too long. Um, I think the Lord has been been with us very, very strongly. I, I felt this especially during the time that our pastor was away on sabbatical leave. It's not easy for a church to continue without the lead pastor. And... Um, Yet everything uh, went well and smoothly. We had our ups and downs, but uh, really the ministry went on as well. We we continued on and and we we've done well. <clears throat> my my one of my concerns is that uh, you know the Free Methodist Church is supposed to be a Wesleyan Holiness, a church. I think the uh, denomination as a whole and us locally have lost that message of, of holiness. Christ said, be holy even as your Father in heaven is holy. And we are to be, be holy in that. Uh, so I'm, I'm praying that we may reclaim that emphasis on, on the holiness in our own lives individually and as our life as a church. Very good. Thank you, Orville. Tim, go ahead and just turn that mic off. This is our pastor's cabinet. I encourage you guys to be praying for them this year. Uh, pray for these in the leadership. Um, I'm going to pray for us, for what you have uh, said we want to be praying for this year, and then we'll continue to worship in song. So uh, let's pray together. Lord God, thank you so much for this group that's up here. I thank you for Elena and Ron and Tim and Orville and for their willingness to lead uh, in this manner. 
Uh, God, we recognize that in leading, what we're truly doing is serving this body, and we're really just following you. Uh, Ultimately, we are following your son as well. And God, we want to thank you for the things that this group has seen you doing this past year. Uh, We thank you for the tough times, even though they've been challenging, and we thank you for the way our body has rallied around uh, those going through tough times, uh, especially demonstrating that the love we have for each other. And God, we want to pray that that love would flow um, freely this next year, and that uh, we would be earnest and disciplined in our prayers, uh, Lord, also that we'd use our gifts as, uh, as Peter wrote about. Lord, I'm thankful for the church and the leadership that stepped up as uh, I and my family were on sabbatical. I thank you for the way you uh, sustained this church and continued to grow it even without us here. Um, I thank you for the way you stretched uh, the people. And we, we do ask, Lord, that you'd continue to stretch. Uh, you continue to grow. You continue to inspire us uh, to grow closer to you, uh, to grow in holiness. Uh, God, is, as Jesus has said, be holy because I am holy. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you would, through that, uh, inspire us to reach out to our neighbors, uh, to those we work with, to people who don't know Jesus. Uh, this is the heart of this, uh, of this portion of our leadership, and God, we want it to be the heart of our church as well. Uh, we look forward to what you're going to do uh, through the prayers of, of this group and the prayers of this church for this group. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This board is also part of the 390 years of experience following Christ, uh, lives learning to follow Christ. Like I said at the beginning, we don't have it figured out, but we are trusting God as we go. Oh, did I miscount? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. Perfect. This is our board of directors who is charged with overseeing the nuts and bolts of the church. The, uh, the day-to-day business of it, uh, the finances, the facilities, uh, they're charged with overseeing the ministries that we run, and uh, similar to the pastor's cabinet, they're not just charged to lead, but they're charged to serve, to serve you guys and to serve the body of Christ. Um, Nathan, you've got the mic down there, so we're going to let you turn it on, and same thing, Dick got last, <laughs> it's well placed. Uh, same thing, let us know who you are, let us know the area that you oversee, the area that you serve in, and... Uh, Reflect a little backwards and maybe share what you hope to see God doing this next year. Okay. Well, um, my name's Nathan Zemke, and I oversee discipleship, which uh, is kind of key to our mission statement in this church, which is uh, being disciples and making disciples, if I said that right. Um, So uh, probably the biggest thing that always catches my eye um, when we look at discipleship our, our children's ministries, and that's really because I see uh, that as a way that our kids can know God, and a lot of people, when they come to God, they start hearing about them when they're young. And so the biggest thing that stuck out to me this year was Awanas, and Awanas for this church is always something that takes a lot of volunteers. Uh, it takes a lot of work, um, but it's, it's one of those things that really grabs kids. Uh, the kids can learn about God. Um, it grabs kids who aren't part of our church. And it's really good at giving them something that's fun, safe to do, that has le- leaders who, who love them, um, and they can see God's love. Um, and it's really good at showing them God's redemptive story. Uh, so that's, that's what I see as my highlight this year. 
Um, in terms of my prayer for next year is, uh, you know, we're a small church, um, and we have a lot of ideas for discipleship and how we can do discipleship, and not just this idea of Sunday school, but how we can interact with families. And these ideas take people, and we're a small church. And so my prayer for this year is discernment, um, how to discern what would be a good fit for our church. Um, and then after that discernment, uh, that we have people who are passionate, that really like ideas and like to run with them and try new things. So, Great. Thank you. I'm Stacia, and um, I'm the worship pillar. Um, and so this is new. I'm new this year, but reflecting on uh, last year, a uh, time when we were worshiping together um, really well, I think is in the passing of Bessie Rundle and her service. It was a very worshipful t- full time for me and I think for other people. Um, and so kind of like Elena said, when we rally around people, I think our worship really comes out. Um, my prayer for this next year is really the heart of worship. It's easy to get caught up in the mechanics, what songs we're singing, how we're doing communion, um, that sort of a thing. But my prayer would be for each of us to come and be true worshipers before the Lord. Um, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, she wanted to know the right way to worship God. And he didn't talk about mechanics. He said God is looking for people who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. So that's my prayer, that we would be worshiping in spirit and in truth this year. Great. Thank you. I'm Elizabeth Merriam. I'm the missions and outreach pillar. Um, this past year, I saw God at work among us in the way that he has used us to come alongside the kids at Audubon Elementary School. I mean, we are God's tangible love for them. And... Um, Everyone has been so generous. Uh, Just like God's spirit came among us and empowered all of us to come alongside them. And um, it was just an encouragement for me to see such willingness. So thank you for what you play in that part. Um, But I'm excited for this next year, not only to continue that partnership with the school, but I would like to see us getting to know the people who live right next door to this building, um, whether or not they join us here that we would know their names and we would know their stories and that they would know we're here and our arms are open um, whenever they need us. So that's my prayer for this coming year. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm Colleen Prophet, and I was not on the board last year, but this year I will be leading the fellowship area. And I did observe a couple of things last year uh, that God was working in. One was that we um, formed some new small groups. And I am really big on small groups. It's just like a mini church. It gives support and encouragement and accountability to those who who attend, and they can be a really functioning part of our church, too. And another thing was the conversational dinners that happen toward the end of the year. I just think this is a great way to get better connected and stay connected and meet and and or um, get better acquainted with the church family. I personally have to admit that I'm not very good at just going up to somebody and meeting and greeting or you know, trying to make an effort. And so it's a wonderful way, I think, to, to do that. And so my prayers in 2016 
will be, you know, if I think it would be wonderful to have more small groups if there are those who would like to participate, those who would um, volunteer to lead a small group. Uh, I'm praying for more small groups and for the groups that we have to uh, maybe spread their wings a little. I know that a couple of them are already doing community service and um, just praying that we can serve one another and, um, and serve in the community um, in the name of Jesus and for our church. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Dick Winters. I'm in charge of uh, administrative and facilities, lightly on the facilities. <laughs> uh, this, this last year, we, uh, we paid all of our bills. We paid our salaries. So we had a, a good year in that respect. We did not meet budget. That means budget wasn't supposed to be met or the budget was set up improperly. Uh, the building is still intact and stayed together this last year. So overall, we had a good year last year. Praise the Lord. My prayer for this <laughs> next year is uh, that we communicate better where our uh, finances are in, in the church so the congregation knows at least on a monthly basis. We, we did that off and on last year, but uh, I think we can do a better job of it. I, uh, uh, my want, my, my personal want, and this is personal, so you guys take what you want, is we've got a road assessment. I would love to be out of debt. Uh, my prayers for this next year is uh, money comes in, we pay bills, we do better than what our expectations have been for this budget. Uh, that someone or some multiple someones, male and female, step up and help on facilities. I'm really good at doing stuff, but I'm really, really slow, and it takes pulling teeth to get me to help people, uh, except for Cruch. <laughs> but uh, so my, my prayers are is that we have finances come in, we pay off the road assessment if God's willingness is there. We uh, make this church viable, uh, an outside building that's uh, seen in the community as a, as a pillar, as a, as a place to worship, and we show the public and our, our surrounding people that we are good, uh, uh, we're good for the neighborhood and we hold our own. Very good. Thanks, Dick. Um, I had no idea what any of them were sharing, but I noticed a common theme uh, up here, and that's that a lot of them wanted to, in their own specific areas, reach into the community. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's God speaking, and I think we need to make sure we, we listen. Um, one thing I want to point out I'm so excited for this year is that our leadership matches the demographic of our church. Uh, for those that don't know what that means, it, it means... means are older. <laughs> It means we've got a good male-female ratio and a good age ratio as well, both on the cabinet and on the board, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, let's pray for the things that they have been praying for, and uh, at the end of the prayer, we'll take offering. So let's pray together. Uh, Lord God, once again, we come to you grateful for what you did this past year. Uh, we're grateful for programs like Awana uh, that draw in kids from outside our church, uh, we're grateful that it goes well. We're grateful for the volunteers that have stepped up. Uh, Lord, thank you that we are fully staffed in that. Lord, we're grateful that as a body we can worship well. Uh, and, and even in times where we're hurting, uh, such as memorials and funerals, I, I thank you for the specific mention of Bessie's funeral and uh, how we worshiped as a body then. 
Uh, Lord, thank you for the ways we've reached into the community through Bite to Go and through feeding the kids at Audubon Elementary. Uh, God, we recognize you have a special place in your heart for, uh, for the least of these, and it is good for us to be uh, tangible in helping those that have less. Uh, Lord, I'm grateful also for the small groups that are going on. I'm, I'm thankful for Colleen and her oversight of them. I'm thankful for the conversational dinners and the opportunities to get to know this family. Uh, God, uh, it, is, it is good for us to laugh with each other, eat with each other, uh, share our joys and our sorrows with each other. So I'm grateful for that. Lord, I thank you also that we paid bills last year. Uh, each year we set a budget and we wonder, will it happen? And we wonder what bills will arise. And yet uh, the last several years, uh, you have brought in more than has gone out. And we are grateful for that. Um, God, we also want to lay some things before you. Uh, we want to ask for discernment, God, as we look at programs for this next year, specifically in discipleship. Uh, we ask that you would uh, bring to the top those programs that you want run, um, not so that we can say we have a good program, but so that we can say we are being and making disciples of Christ. I ask for a discernment for leadership in that, and uh, that these things would be good fits for First Church. Uh, God, I also ask that you would, as we gather especially, that you would uh, bring us to the heart of worship, as Stacia suggested. Oh, Lord, we want to worship in spirit and in truth, like Jesus talked to the woman at the well about. And we recognize that oftentimes we don't come ready. We come uh, hoping for our favorite songs. Uh, we come hoping for a specific style. Uh, and yet, Lord, you want our heart. Uh, so each week this year, grab our hearts and uh, bring us ready to worship. Uh, Lord, we, uh, we ask also for this, this theme that has risen to the top of reaching into the neighborhood. I pray that we would learn the stories of those across the street, uh, those a few houses down. Lord, may we become, as Dick has mentioned, a pillar in the community, uh, at least a place that would be missed if our doors were closed. Uh, Lord, we want to make sure people know our heart is for you and our heart is for them. So help us know how to do that very tangibly. Uh, God, we, uh, we're grateful that you give us opportunities to be the hands and feet of Christ to each other and to, uh, to the neighborhood that we're in. God, now as we take our offering, uh, we ask that it would be given out of the right heart, and we ask that you would use it um, to make your kingdom known. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've got to hear from the pastor's cabinet, you got to hear from the board, and since I sit on both of those, allow me just a couple of minutes to share with you. And uh, if you want to set your alarms for 10 minutes, I'll be done in less than that. I told you at the beginning I've been thinking about letters, and one of the reasons was we were resuming a study in Paul's letters. We looked at Titus before Advent. We're going to start 1 Timothy today. 1 Timothy begins like this. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I am writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Was that on the screen behind me? Perfect. Let's read it again together. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, Appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope, I am writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, 
mercy, and peace. Normally, I'd begin a series by giving you a bunch of context, uh, where the, the letter was wit- written, when it was written, what was going on in the city during that time. I'd talk to you about who wrote the letter and who it was being written to. This morning, I want to continue the letter that the leadership wrote. So I'm just going to tell you that in your bulletin, there is a brief insert that talks about Paul's relationship with Timothy with a lot of scripture references. Take that home this week and uh, look at it. And the, the context of this book will get fleshed out over the next several months. Listen again, the first Timothy 1 and 2. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I'm writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Here's where this ties into us today. As I've reflected back on this past year, I've realized that what Paul prayed for Timothy at the end of that introduction, we got to experience in 2015. He said, may God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. We experienced those things. Grace, as Paul wrote and so often wrote in the New Testament, is something unearned and undeserved. We got to see God's salvific grace as Dalton committed his life to Christ this past year. We got to see God's grace on us as we we worshiped each week freely. Now you may think, well, we earned that right. We fought wars to earn that right. But let's be honest. There's people around the country who deserve that just as much as we, and yet they don't have that right to worship freely. God's given us the grace to do that. And I want to recognize that. I want to point that out. Now, to hit close to home, each, uh, about once a month, we also get to read David and Shelley Midkiff's Grace Notes. They're the young missionary couple that we sent to Papua New Guinea, and I love the fact that they titled their newsletter Grace Notes because it it shows us what God is doing through His grace through them in Papua New Guinea in their Bible translation. So we got to experience God's grace in 2015. Paul said, may God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace mercy, and peace. We also got to see God's mercy. By mercy, when Paul writes this, it's tied directly to the Old Testament word chesed. Chesed. You guys say that with me. Chesed. One more time. Chesed. Okay, now wipe the chair in front of you and get that cleaned off. This is often translated as God's loving kindness. The simplest way to to say what Paul was praying for Timothy here was that God would be good to him. 127 times that word chesed is in the Psalms, and in those times, most of them are speaking of when God helps in times of need. When the Most High comes to help the helpless. We got to see this in our church in 2015, specifically the way God reached down and helped Abrielle Braxton. For those that don't know, she was a young lady, another missionary couple that we sent out, and young as she was, she was diagnosed with cancer. If I remember right, an aggressive cancer. And yet the God who demonstrates chesed, mercy, help to the helpless, came down, touched her, and her, her treatments and her healing has surprised everybody, including the doctors. So to me, that's evidence of God's mercy. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Peace, the standard Jewish blessing, shalom. 
Now, most people think of peace, and they think of the absence of trouble. We didn't ex- well, we experienced, for the most part, an absence of trouble as a church, church-wide this last year. But more than just the absence of trouble, what Paul talks about when he's writing about peace is a comprehensive form of well-being. It's the state a person is in when they are within the love of God. In 2015, I would guess a lot of you experienced that peace in whatever form or fashion. Now, one specific thing came to mind for me. Uh, Bessie was mentioned. You know that she passed away. She went home to be with the Lord last year, and as she was nearing her final day, she had a peace about her. A lot of you got to see that. But that's not what jumped out at me. What jumped out at me was the peace that her grandson experienced, Kevin. A lot of you know that... uh, Kevin's road with Bessie wasn't always smooth. There was some hiccups along the way. There was some challenges. And many of the times that we thought Bessie was going to go home to be with the Lord in the year plus prior, when I would sit and talk with Kevin, he was a mess. There was no peace in him. There was just unrest. But this time, as Bessie neared her end, there was a peace. Some of you got to see that in him. I got to see that the day of the memorial as we celebrated her, as we buried her, and then he came back to the church and I got to talk with him for a while in the parking lot. We've exchanged texts since then. I don't know if he fully understands that the peace he's experiencing is the chesed of God, but he's experiencing that peace. And I'm praying that the peace will move in his heart. May God the Father, Christ Jesus our Lord, give you grace mercy, and peace. We've experienced that looking back. Of course, my prayer could be, yes, God, help us to do that again. And that that would be good if we experienced grace, mercy, and peace in 2016. But more than that, my specific prayer for First Church in 2016 ties out of what he says at the very beginning of his introduction. Paul says, this letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. He calls himself an apostle. Now that's from the word apostolus, which is from a verb meaning to send out. One commentator writes this, says as far back as Herodotus, this apostolus meant an envoy or an ambassador, one who was sent out to represent his king and country. Paul always regarded himself as the envoy and the ambassador of Christ. It's the duty of every ambassador, every uh, envoy, to form a liaison between the country to which they are sent and the country from which they are sent. He's a connecting link. And it is every Christian's duty to be a, a connecting link between Christ and those that don't know him. That's my prayer for us. That in 2016, in some form or fashion, but in a very tangible and real form or fashion, that we, each one of us, would be a connecting link, a liaison between someone who doesn't know Christ and someone who does. Between the lost and the one who finds. Now to add to that prayer, I would pray that we'd realize the weight of the role we're being given. And that role is the same that Paul Gave. That reason is the same that Paul gave. He says it was his job by the command of God our Savior. I want us to realize we're holding a king's commission. God himself, his royal command is commissioning us to be an ambassador, a liaison between him 
and those that don't know him. Once we realize this in our head, in our heart, and it moves to our feet, I guarantee you, you won't get out of bed the same anymore. Your conversations will mean something else. The interactions you have with other people will take on much greater weight. This is my prayer for you in 2016. It's my prayer for me that I will take seriously the command of the king to be an envoy, an ambassador, a liaison, an apostle. Imagine the letter we can write in 2017 if God answers that prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, this morning I ask you to hear our prayer. Weigh this this so heavy on my heart, this call to be an apostle, this call to be a liaison, that that I would not be able to do anything without thinking of ways to connect the lost with the one who finds. I pray that you would do the same for this body. God, weigh heavy on their heart. May they see the command, the commission that you have given each and every one of us. And in 2016, as has been demonstrated by the prayer of our leadership, I pray that we would be able to reach into the lives of our neighbors and where we live and where this church is planted. God, right across the street to the couple who doesn't know Christ. I pray that we would, that we would do that, that our heart would break for the lost. And that through this year, many people would be introduced to you because of the call you've given us. God, hear our heart, hear our prayer, and drive us to that. Allow us to do it because of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's through him that we pray. Amen. Indeed, he's done great things in 2015, and we look forward to the greatness that he has in store for 2016. A couple quick announcements. Uh, No potluck today, if you were hoping for a potluck. Um, No formation hour quite yet. we got to do some planning for that, so we'll keep you posted. We're working on 2016 directories. There are three in the back that uh, we've got your information. Take a look. Make sure we have it correct. Uh, Also, keep looking for more information on the pictorial directory that will be coming. Got a great company that's going to come and take pictures for us. Uh, Secret Sisters sign-ups in the back. Today's the last day to sign up. Next week, they'll be divvied out. And uh, you may have noticed that we are early in decorating for Christmas this next year. (laughs) Now, we can keep it up all year. Or if there is anybody or anybody's that would like to set up a time with me to come and take it down... um, I would be more than happy to accept anybody's help in taking that down. We're not going to do it today because there is a Seahawks game that, that is on. So may you go today experiencing God's mercy, his grace, his peace. May he continue to weigh on your heart the need to reach the lost. And as you do that, may he smile at you and give you peace. Amen, amen. and amen.